Oh wait, no longer greatness has arrived. Welcome to the Trophy Room, a PlayStation podcast made by the players for the players. I am your host, Joseph, a.k.a. Mr. Badbit, and it is here where me and my best friend Kyle talk about the latest and greatest in all things PlayStation. Of course, you can listen to this show wherever you find your podcasts and on YouTube at The Trophy Room Show. If you like what you hear, please consider dropping us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts, or if you really like us, you can toss us a buck our way over at patreon.com slash p. Ash Trophy Room. So with all that said, with all that out of the way, the greatest co-host, whoever is, whoever will be, Mr. Kyle Stevenson. I am so sorry, sir. I kept this show. I kept this show so late as we record. But how are you? I'm doing fantastic. I took a little uh, pregame nap. Yeah. So I've got the most energy I've had in the last couple hours right now. I'm ready to go. All right. I'm ready to to tear down some more frat boy bullshit. Yeah. And, uh, I'm I'm excited to talk about the greatest selling PlayStation console of all time. Which is what? I, I forget. What's that? I think it's called uh, the PlayStation. Ooh, man, uh Cinco? Ah, yes, PlayStation Cinco. Cinco? Yes, yeah. that's right. Listen, this week. <laughs> Not a lot of PlayStation news, but no. some big news that I think is going to change the industry for the better. So this week, we're going to have a serious conversation about the Activision Blizzard walkout that happened today. We're going to be talking about the PlayStation 5 selling over 10 million units, blue box app confusion. Sean Layden questions the legitimacy of Game Pass and Kena Bridge of Spirits gets delayed but before we get into all that kyle my man again i am so sorry i kept you so late this week it was for a good reason yes welcome to the oled family thank you your playstation 5 games are going to look incredible yes (laughs) and let me tell you for patrons you guys have a after show to look forward to i'm gonna have a little bit of a rant (laughs) <laughs> but uh yeah no I, I i sold my old tv i needed to get a new tv now i'm part of the oled boys and the first game i turned on kyle yeah ratchet ps5 oh and stunning exactly <laughs> second game second game you know uh-huh. me what do you think the second game is fortnite god no god no act but not bad Actually, not that, bad. Not bad. That would be a good one to actually because it's so <laughs> vibrant, colorful. I chose Demon Souls as my oh, second game. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. just to get mm-hmm. the darks to see the the shadows. Oh really my good. Goodness. Demon Souls is really good. Oh, yeah. oh, Kyle, this is what you've been experiencing for a year. Yes, yes, sir. Oh, I'm so in. It, it looks it looks gorgeous. It's it's a game changer for those of you who don't know. I went through a battle today to get an LG C1. And shout out to Costco, you the real one, got me a steal on this TV. Really great. So shout out to Costco, you boys are the real one. And of course, for Catherine listening out there, I celebrated by getting me a Costco pizza. Yeah. That's That's right. I missed it. It's been like a year and a half since I had my arteries clogged by that thing, but... Nonetheless, uh, also for video watchers out there, apologies if we're a little bit laggy. There's just a little bit of uh, a connection fuzz up on our end. But other than that, Kyle, listen, I want to celebrate about, you know, PlayStation 5 selling all these units. 
Um, I do want to give some people a heads up because this episode we're going to have a hard conversation about Activision Blizzard and the allegations that have come out um, about it. And at the same exact time, I understand since it is such a sensitive issue, we're talking about sexual harassment, racism and whatnot. Um, I do want to give people the opportunity for a hard out. So in the description is the link of where we start talking about all the PlayStation stuff. If you don't want to listen to the Activision Blizzard stuff, because it may trigger you one way or the other. So I just want to let everybody out there know. And with that, Kyle, before we get into the news, I want to thank our producers over at patreon.com slash PS trophy room. It's y'all that keep the lights on. It's the reason why we look so good. Sounds so great. I want to thank our newest member, Max Crandall. Thank you so much. Our platinum producers, Todd Burowitz and Too Soon. Our gold members, Chaotic Monkey, Gavin Goffrey, Griffin West, Jose Jimenez, Jedi Master Ren, Metal Kirby, and Robbie Bobby Miller himself. Our silver plus members, Hide Indoors, Naka Chaka, Marcus O'Neill. Oh, it's just Ray. JB the Purple Monkey, Jadas Von Metal, Tim Ulf, Justin Rodriguez, Awesome Dave, Mr. and Mrs. Nasty Boots, Cypher Primus, and Captain Logan. Thank y'all for keeping the lights on. And if you like this show, it really does help if you just toss a buck our way over at patreon.com slash PS Trophy Room. Uh, I want to get Kyle this awesome camera that I have so that we look mega crispy on video and we're only just a few months away from that. So yeah, let's, let's do that. And at the same exact time, if you're listening today, this is the last day you could go to the people's choice awards and register us, nominate us for the best games and hobbies podcast. And we could win an actual trophy behind us with that yeah. said, Kyle, all out of the way, it's time to square up the news. Now, I love the old rhythm and flow that we have every week where you, you read the news. But this week is a little bit different. Because there has been so much happening at Activision Blizzard every single day that I've actually created a time lapse of the events all the way down to today. So I'm going to read this out here because it's just a culmination of my words and all the awesome uh, folks out there that really got the info out. So I'll link to the sources down below, but let's get into it. Activision Blizzard it. sued over frat boy culture for discrimination against employees in terms and conditions of employment, including compensation, assignment, promotion, and termination. Company leadership consistently failed these steps to prevent discrimination and harassment and retaliation, said the agency. The state of California would go on to sue Activision Blizzard over these claims. Uh, female employees working for World of Warcraft team noted that male employees and supervisors would hit on them, make derogatory comments about rape, and otherwise engage in demeaning behavior. The suit also points to female Activision employee who took her own life while on a company trip with her male supervisor. The employee had been subject to intense sexual harassment prior to her death, including nude photos passed around at a company holiday party, the complaint says. Here's the next part. Activision's tone death response. This one is a bit long, so I just took an excerpt out, but they state the following. 
the state of California includes a distorted and in many cases false description on Blizzard's past. We have been an extremely cooperative with the state of California through their investigation in providing them with an extensive data and ample documentation, but they refuse to inform us what the issues are perceived, said a representative from Activision's. Activision. At the same exact time, a contradictory quote from Blizzard President J. Allen Brack to an email to employees says the following, I feel sad and angry and a host of other emotions, but I also feel grateful for the work alongside a set of leaders and thousands of employees who join me in their commitment to continuous improvement. Again, more on that if you want to look into it below but very contradictory. With that said, over 2,000 current and former employees across Activision Blizzard have signed a letter to the company's management calling its response to the recent lawsuit allegation of widespread sexual harassment and discrimination at some offices as abhorrent and insulting. Uh, just to note as well today, Ubisoft employees, uh, a couple hundred of them, I would like to say over 500, have also joined uh, their brothers and sisters or people over at Activision Blizzard signing alongside them. That said, awesome. uh, Wednesday, Activision's stocks dropped over 7%. Their CEO addresses uh, uh, makes an address to employees. This is what Bobby Kodak says. He apologizes to employees for the don't tone death response those charges from within the company and within the company's games codex said he promised changes to hiring practices a review of managers and changes to inappropriate in-game content on tuesday uh the world of warcraft development team pledged to remove such content from the mmo they included characters and items within the world of warcraft that are named after alex uh Asibi. i'm sorry if i mispronounce your name on um, don't because allegedly he's a dick anyway who worked on the game uh in blizzard from 2004 to 2020 named as a serial harasser in the lawsuit in contrast here are four demands from the organizers of the walkout have made and there really only seems to be one main point to overlap and that is the hiring process portion this is what the demands from workers who walked out said an end of mandatory arbitration clauses in all employee contracts, current and future. Arbitration clauses protect abusers and limit the ability of victims to seek res uh, restitution. The, uh, the adoption of recruiting, interviewing, hiring, and promotion policies designed to improve representation among employees at all levels and agreed upon by employees in a company-wide diversity and equality and inclusion organization and public, uh, publication of data relative to compensation, which means profit sharing, promotion rates, and salary ranges for employees of all genders and ethnicities at the company. Lastly, an empowerment company-wide diversity and inclusivity task force to hire third-party audit company for reporting of structure, HR department, and executive staff. It's imperative to identify how current systems have failed to prevent an employee harassment and to propose new solutions to these issues. Now, this last one's a little bit obscured, but I do want to end on this note. Thousands of people 
uh, around a thousand people have walked out of Activision Blizzard, including some executive staff like Mikey Ibarra, who's shown that he is an actual leader. Um, But to the news of the walkout, the reason why this is so important to have a third party uh, come in and analyze HR is a photo has leaked out um, of the quote unquote Cosby room, Kyle, where uh, this guy, I believe his name was Alex, um, mm-hmm. would bring women in and sexually harass them. It was such a common theme that, yes, it was nicknamed in the office and even joked about with him and his colleagues. There's excerpts of him and other colleagues saying that they're bringing in hot chicks with double X's, Kyle, to the Cosby suite. And a picture of them, and I'm not kidding you. Yeah. Holding up a picture of Bill Cosby in said room, and because they thought it would be hilarious, they also framed it. Some of these people are working at places like Deviation Games that PlayStation has partnered with. Some people are still working at the company Activision Blizzard. With that said, Kyle, I want to know what your thoughts are all on all of this. I talked for way too long. So with this time lapse of news and discussion, I want to know what your thoughts are on all of this. Because we talked you know, last week on our YouTube-only show about the breaking news, but there's been so much that's happened uh, after this that we've felt yeah. uncomfortable, you know, even talking about Activision Blizzard or even buying their games. So I want to know what your thoughts are right now as everything I've laid out to you. Um, what, what are your thoughts, man? Take it away. Sure. Yeah. So, so people who, who did not watch uh, the YouTube show, uh, I'll speak for Joe on this part. We were appalled by it. We were sick to our stomachs. It mm-hmm. was some of the worst things we could have read and and heard about this two-year investigation into Blizzard and Activision. It's not like this is a recent thing. Two years of gathering intel and and making sure they have every account to for the state of California to pursue this. It just made us sick to our stomach. So see and, and us saying like we're, we're not going to buy any more products. We're not really going to talk about them. We'll always just mention that they are just a gross company uh, that we really do not want any part of. Um, but with the walkout and stuff, there is a little bit of hope. Yeah, I am. I am. I am hopeful that there will be a change. I don't think any change that that needs to come on a monumental level, like what Activision and Blizzard need to deal with, um, it's not going to be overnight. So while the walkout is nice to see, um, I hope that it continues, and I'm, I think it will. I I really don't think like. These employees are like, okay, cool. We walked out once. All right, we're good. Yeah, kind of thing. I I really hope that they keep fighting the fight. And um, I didn't know about Ubisoft joining them as well. So that's amazing. I love that. Yeah. I just I I just hope that this trend of you know putting your foot down and actually wanting to make change within your company and and forcing these upper executives and management and people who wrote that awful first little uh, PR answer, (sighs) like get them out and get them to realize like, this is a big issue. This is a huge issue that you cannot 
sweep under the rug by saying, oh, this is this is past Blizzard. This is like nothing like this doesn't happen anymore or we'll deal with it. And then nothing ever happens. Like, yeah. The, the thousand people that w- that walked out, I, I applaud you. Um, I stand with you in solidarity. I, I think you need to do whatever you need to do to make sure the place and the, the job that you go to every single day, which was most likely for most people there, a dream job yeah. to work for Blizzard and Activision to make sure that it is the place that you want to walk into every single day. I applaud you. I hope it continues this way. It's just I I'm still super sad and disgusted that you even have to be doing this at yeah. this point. Like yeah. it, the things, Joe, the things that you read, the things that we talked about in that that suit, just like they sound like they're from a movie. It really does. I, it, it doesn't sound like yeah. they are these real evil, vile people working here. Like they, they seem like made up characters like the Cosby suite. Are you kidding the me? The fact that they're holding up a picture of them? Yeah. Like, it's... It's disgusting. It's disgusting, you know, man. You, you know what? I, I don't want to... Mm-hmm. I don't want to say too much, but you mentioning that some of the people in that picture also are at over at Deviation Studios. Yeah. And I mentioned whenever Deviation Studios was on, I think, the Summer Game Fest thing. Yeah. Uh, like, they gave me that frat boy vibe. Mm. When they're on there talking about that worries me about that place because those two yeah. that were talking about it are like oh yeah it's a fun place to work whatever but they didn't they felt like this kind of frat boy kind of culture like rah rah everything's cool kind of thing I'm not gonna throw stones at them because who knows maybe those people have changed but yeah. I don't have a whole lot of hope knowing that some of them are in that picture I gotcha I gotcha for me this gives me hope that. I, I think we're at a reflection point uh, of this industry where everybody is looking at what's happening today. Like Microsoft, PlayStation, Square Enix, like you name it, you know, PlayStation, definitely Nintendo, all of them. They're all looking at this, what's going on here and saying, how can we prevent it, this at our place? Like Bungie said something uh, really beautiful of like, we know we're not perfect, but what we can say is that we stand with the people that are upset. We stand with the hardworking folks over at Activision Blizzard, um, the non-shady people, and we'll work our best. And and I love that type of response as well because mm-hmm. that's hopeful. And I think it's moments like these that do bring out that positive change. The fact that you even have leadership at Activision Blizzard, high ups like Mikey Ibarra coming out and joining them. Like that's, that's incredibly hopeful for the future. So for me, I'm, I'm happy seeing this news. I'm, I'm hopeful for, you know, what, what could come out of this. Now that said, Nagachaka writes in just like you can too over at our discord or over at PS trophy room. And he asked this. The apologies for such a heavy question, but what else can we do about the horrendous acts by Activision Blizzard? Boycotting their games, raising awareness, and donating to causes are definitely a start. But is there more we can do? It just feels like we failed as a society, knowing that companies like this even exist. Um, It's, yeah, 
that's a great question. I also want to apologize if you hear anything in the background. As you all know, I have an elderly dog. We're trying to encourage him. So <laughs> got it. We got it. You got it. Cool, cool, cool. Um, so with that said, also his surgery's next week, by the way. He's gonna do great. He's gonna He's gonna do amazing. Amazing. But back to Nagachaka's question. Um what, is, what what else can we do? Is there more we can do, Kyle? Is even boycotting the right thing to do? Let's be honest. I've been I've been hearing it hurts the devs. <laughs> that's what I'm hearing, uh, Kyle. That's what you're hearing? Yeah. Um I think it might not be the answer Nagachaka is looking for or other people like this, but I think the best thing we can do as people who are not high up in the industry, uh, if you're listening to this or, 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 or just glancing at this from afar, the best thing we can do is boycott their games. It might not be the best thing, but like you need to hit them where all these executives will hurt the most, and that is with their wallets, with our wallets, and not allowing more money to be put into these people's hands for these, like, what was by, I'm not saying, like, just as an example, like, Bobby Kotick's, like, uh, uh, bonus one year. It was like what, ten million dollars, like oh, a million dollars or something. <laughs> no, like? no, you're, you're lowballing it. He got paid last yeah, year over a yeah. hundred million dollars. Exactly. Like, why that with all this going on that shouldn't? So hit them where it hurts. Yeah, it, their bottom line, and and make them know like we're serious about this, and and don't want any of our hard-earned money going to a place where they are treating their employees this way. Yeah. I think that is the best thing we can do. I think the best thing we can do as creators as well, and just people here, is keep talking about yeah. this. Every time, uh, yeah, like, sure. I, I think what, what nobody's talking about is the strength of what the developers right now currently wield. Call of Duty has to come out by November. They're saying we are don't we don't feel we don't feel comfortable working. We're gonna walk out, and this isn't the last time we're gonna do this. And that that means you're not gonna hit mandates. You're not gonna hit goals that you have for mm-hmm. this game, and that's really gonna hurt them. If the developers tomorrow decide we're not gonna we're not gonna we're not even gonna touch our desks, we're done. Then Bobby Kotick is in serious shit because you just hit him in the ultimate pocketbook. Because if Call of Duty does not hit this financial year, does not hit in this holiday season, he has to explain to his shareholders why. And that's that's a huge thing. So the power that the developers wield right now is a great one. And I think if Bobby Kotick yields and says, okay, we'll give you we'll we'll give you all these things, I'm back on board. I'm like, okay, cool, you're listening. Uh, I know over time the people that toxic folks are going to get fired out of here. I got faith in that. Um, and yeah, like all those lists of demands and more transparent companies only going to be better for everyone. So that would get me back on board. If Bobby Kotick just gives out all the things to, to, to his workers. Cool. I'm back on that being said though, Kyle, mm-hmm. um, I don't like the fact that we have so many people going, uh, boycotts hurt the developers. Cause like, that's not true. Like just historically speaking, like boycotts work. And the only reason why boycotts fail are because people don't follow through with the plan. <laughs> like, like if you tell like boycotts only hurt people, like really? Really? No. Cause if I'm not mistaken, I don't think the devs who are working hard on making games 
don't see a cut of like revenue. Some sales. do. It depends on the Some higher do. echelons. Yeah, but, but it's not like every single person that is working on the right. game will get a cut of how well the game does. But even like the logic there of like, well, if you don't buy the, they're just going to fire. They're just going to fire people. It's like, well, Activision has shown even when they have, you know, record breaking pro- profits one year, they'll lay off 500 plus folks. So like, it doesn't matter if a game does good or bad. They'll fire them regardless. So that to me is a strong argument. And again, boycotts only fail when people still buy the product, right? Like, are you going to sit here and tell me the Montgomery bus boycotts didn't work and people didn't go go on buses for nine months and, mm-hmm. and then everybody lost their jobs at the, at the bus station? No. No, the people won. That's what happened. You're going to tell me the salt marches did nothing for people? Absolutely not. No. Strikes work. We're seeing it right here. It's put it added pressure on boycotts work, but you have to follow through. Now I understand the sentiment at the same exact time where it's just like, we're such a small part of this ecosystem. So like, mm-hmm. even if we don't buy it, it's not the biggest hit in the world. People are so, you know, average Tom, Dick and Harry out there. Absolutely. Yep. So buy it. They won't know about this. Yeah. But here's the kicker. If we're loud about it, Kyle, someone might hear and someone might care and more people will mm-hmm. talk about it. And it's awesome to see like, CNN, BBC, like all these actual news stations come out and talk about this, you know, and, and that's, that's where I think we can see positive change. And so also, yeah, go for it. Just to hop in that real quick. Um, because since we did that video that was only on YouTube where we're talking about the EA thing and this, um, you were, you were texting me like, oh, look at this cool thing that these Call of Duty news sites are. Like these big Call of Duty Correct. news sites that are yes. on the side and siding with the workers and the devs and being like, we're not going to stand for this kind of thing. And that gives me so much hope because notoriously, I feel the Call of Duty community and fan player base is one of the worst player bases around right bar none i'm not saying i haven't been in it super hard it might have changed i don't know probably not but when i have played call of duty multiplayer games the the chat has been beyond vile and nasty and and so seeing these people that dedicate their news cycles and news stories to the biggest first person shooter in the world and be like, Hey, no, we're not cool with this either. And we're going to call them out on this. All this garbage has me a little bit hopeful as well, that more people are going to hear about it and not just hopefully like some, some sense gets knocked into them a little bit, but um, also, it is a process. Twitter a helps. Process. So, like right now, the mm-hmm. the running hashtag tag is at the Blizz Walkout. Just go on Twitter. Say, hey, I stand with, I I stand with the employees. Hashtag at the Blizz Walkout. Let your voice yeah. be known. Let your let the voice be known that you're not going to buy it. But the one thing that it, I I I can't stress enough is we've seen, and this is the end of this, unless you have anything more. But we've seen IGN. GameSpot, Game Informer, they can't talk about this because those organizations are intrinsically tied to whatever marketing Call of Duty or, or Blizzard or Activision, whatever, is going to give them. And they so they can't burn a bridge that is the biggest game in the world that is Call of Duty or one of the biggest publishers yeah. in the world. 
And that sucks. It's business. And I know people over there that are frustrated at that. So it is on us. It's uh, it's on us here at the trophy room. It's on, you know, folks like uh, the gamer.com. Um, it's, it's the smaller sites. We need to band together and say, you know what? We're not covering this until you do good. And my, my start is like, again, Bobby, all you got to do, Mr. Kodak is fulfill those employees wishes. And you, I, I'm back on board. Let's do it. That's such a small, small if I, thing to hit. If but. I was Bobby, I would flip that switch instantly. I, I feel like it's not that hard to yeah. install these changes. Well, and here's the thing. It's a reflection point as well because in his mind, it's like, okay, if I say yes to everything, well, they're going to do this again for something else. So that's probably what's going on He in his lizard brain right now. So I understand <laughs> he's trying to play 4D chess, but... It's checkers, motherfucker. Get on board here. Mm-hmm. Um, that Absolutely. that being said, I am disheartened when I see a lot of podcasts filled with men saying, "Oh, geez, oh boy, yeah, this is really, oh geez, oh boys, this really sucks." And oh geez, but if we don't do anything, oh boy, oh geez, like guys, no, oh boy, no, oh geez, and then still go out there and say, "Oh, but boycotts hurt," and this, that, and the other thing. Stand by your fellow people. Like you know, mm-hmm. I'm here to tell you that only three percent of our audience are female. We have spent 30 minutes talking about this because I want to reassure that 3% of folks out there know that we're with them, that this is a space for, for you. And it's not so much about, um, you know, boycotting it. Cause if you're a blizzard streamer or Activision streamer, I get it. You can't do it. You're, you're, you're also tied to it, but you can at least let your community know that you're, you're there for them. You're going to go to bat for them. And yeah. that what is acceptable in your community or not? Because if you just brush yeah. it under the rug, it sucks. You know, I've seen a lot of content creators saying, hey, give me a chance. Give me a chance here. Give me a chance there. You know, let me get hooked up with big brands. And then they get hooked up with big brands and I don't see their voice anymore. Uh, I don't see their voice on this issue. I don't see podcasts on this issue. I don't see YouTube videos on this issue. I see them very deftly quiet right now on Twitter. Yeah. And that also hurts my soul. So yeah. I, I have that same feeling of like seeing people uh, who were once vocal. And now that they are, you know, making that bread, just not saying a word. And I notice, I, notice. I can tell. Yeah. And um, it's being, no, it's being filed away. Yeah. In, in like in my in my brain, um, and that will also, never be like us. Joe, by the way, this is we we wear we wear our heart on our sleeve. Yeah, that ain't yeah, it. yeah. All right, absolutely. Um, and like what just sense. just as a, like a a bonus point to sure. Joe saying that like the three percent of the women and, and uh, of who listen to our shows and, and whatnot, um, it, it also goes for like the women of color as well because yeah. a big part of this is the the pay discrepancies and not and the women of color that work at Activision not getting the same pay as the men as yeah. the male counterparts which is i mean gross in its own right yeah not not everything also is just like a lot of this is sexual harassment but it's still like very old school yeah you're a woman you're not going to get paid the same as yeah. the men which is fucking stupid awesome. there's my f bomb for the show <laughs> uh, so like 
Uh, I uh, we we that is one hundred percent also part of the issue. That's yeah. something that also I feel is it's not being addressed a whole lot too. Like yeah. we're focusing a lot on like the sexual harassment, which rightfully so, but, but there's still like very backwards yeah. decisions of like pay rate. Like it's ridiculous. honestly just normalize talking about how much you make to your coworkers. Trust me, yeah. Just normalize it. I ask, I go, how much you get make? I I, I make this much because then we'll know how how boned we're really getting. I, I always ask. I always, you know, I'm not a, I'm not a nosy Nelly. I'm just ahead of the curve here. But yeah, like to us, it, it you know, we don't ask for opportunities much online. Uh, we're really lucky and, and incredibly humbled by the community that we have. And so like, you know, to me, it's, it's about making sure y'all know this, this place is here for you. So Absolutely. this place is here for you. You know, yeah, that said, Kyle, that's our serious talk. That is, again, we'll follow the story as it develops. Um, but as of right now, I'm not comfortable buying an Activision Blizzard game. That's not coming out of, uh, oh, look at me. <laughs> it's just me saying uh, I've supported Blizzard since 1999. Um, and I feel guilty knowing what has gone on and unknowingly supporting that type of behavior makes me sad. So I'm, I'm mm -hmm. done with it until they show me positive change. That said, Kyle, it is now time to square up the news. Take it away. This is a feel good story, Kyle. So I want, I want the energy back. Let's get dancing. Let's, let's go. Let's, yeah. let's dance. Let's do some moves. You know what I'm saying? Uh, Tom Ivan over at VGC writes, PlayStation 5 hits 10 million sales to become Sony's fastest selling console. PS5 achieved 10 million sales just under a month quicker than the PS4 managed following its November 2013 launch. Sony has also released sales figures for several first party titles. Spider-Man Miles Morales has sold 6.5 million copies since November 12, 2020. MLB The Show has surpassed 2 million sales since April 16, 2021. Returnal has sold more than 560,000 copies since April 30, 2021. And Ratchet & Clank Rift Apart has sold over 1 million units since June 11, 2021. Quote, I can't express enough the deep gratitude we feel for our passionate community of PlayStation fans who have embraced PS5 and the world-class development and publishing partners who bring such incredible gaming experiences to our platforms, said Jim Ryan, president and CEO of Sony Interactive Entertainment. While PS5 has reached more households faster than any of our previous consoles, we still have a lot of work ahead of us as demand for PS5 continues to outstrip supply. I want gamers to know that while we continue to face unique challenges throughout the world that affect our industry and many others, improving inventory levels remains a top priority for SIE. End quote. Ryan has told GamesIndustry.biz that PS5 has seen double-digit growth in terms of engagement compared with PS4's launch window. Quote, engagement on the platform is the highest that we've ever seen, whichever way you look at it, he said. Whether it's the number of people measured by a metric such as monthly active users, or whether it's the time that these people play spend playing games, hmm. both of these metrics are showing very significant double-digit growth compared to the launch window of PS4, the previous high-water mark, end quote. Uh, I wonder how much that's due to the, you know the global panorama of which we could everyone's home. Yeah. Yeah. Um, though I do want to say, Kyle, what are your, 
your first thoughts on this? Because usually, you know me, I don't really like talking about every month PlayStation hits a sales number and talk about an MPD. Sure. But I think milestones such as these should be should be talked about. So I want to know what was the point here? What was what was the biggest gotcha uh, number that you saw here? The fact that three and a half million people have not also bought <laughs> Spider-Man Miles Morales. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like 6.5 out of 10 is a really awesome attachment rate yeah. for one, like a launch game. And the fact that there's 3.5 million people who have a PS5 that has not also bought Spider-Man Miles Morales is shocking to me, honestly. Yeah. Um. And and I think 6.5, first off, that number as well, because I saw some people go, oh, that's a little low, don't you think? Here's the thing. Uh, with When it comes to Miles Morales and when it comes to Ratchet and Clank, especially these two games, every time there's a restock in PS5s, these games come with it. Yeah. So yeah. the attachment is incredibly impressive here. Um, mm-hmm. And it seems like people really do view Miles Morales as a next-gen game. Like yeah. that's people are waiting the to get their hands on it. I'm also really impressed by that number as well. I in another question for you, Kyle is wh- what do you think the number would have been if we weren't in such you know supply constraints? Mm. A- and like not everyone was home and looking for something to do. Exactly. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I don't know if we would have hit 10 million, honestly. I don't know. Really? Or so, quick, so quickly, at least. Okay. Like, eventually, of course, PS5 would have hit it. Yeah. Um, I would have said it may be probably closer to actually that Miles Morales 6.5 million consoles. Really? Very? That's yeah. low, Kyle. Why? I'm just thinking, like, a lot of people probably use their... Um, uh, whatever it was called. Uh, the uh, stimmy money? Stimulus. Yeah, the stimmy. <laughs> Joe Biden's money. You yeah. know what I mean? The Biden bucks, um, as people call them. Uh, yeah, on the on a PS5 or like some sure. sort of video game entertainment. So sure. without that, I, I feel like a lot of people probably did not spend it on a console. So that number probably could have gone lower. I actually think it would have been a little bit higher. I think by like, like a million or two. Um, I don't want to be like, oh, it'd be 20 million by now. But like, I think if production wasn't strained, like I said this on Twitter and I'll say it again. Everybody's doing so freaking good right now. Xbox is killing it. Best-selling Xbox, best-selling PlayStation, best-selling Nintendo console. Like, wow, dude, that's so awesome. Remember a few years ago, people were like, oh, yeah, console gaming's dead. Yeah. Remember that? Remember when people? Yeah, no. Well, how we'll wrong we'll talk you? about what Sean Land said. That's for sure. But yeah, uh, yeah. It also Returnal selling five hundred and sixty thousand copies for being such a niche title of uh, a yeah. a non uh, sequel, a first for Housemark, and in terms of scope, um, I, I was really impressed by that. And they called it a mega hit. That's I don't amazing. Know, yeah, I don't know if I call it a mega hit, but knowing that, like, what, like. Almost one in every ten uh, PlayStation PlayStation fives is a is a is a copy of Returnal. That's fantastic. MLB yeah. the show surpassed two million I, I was sales. Gonna, yeah, so that's twenty percent of everyone that's owned a or owns a PS five. Twenty percent of people who own a Ooh. PS five console 
also has MLB The Show, and it's something I've been saying for years. Like, MLB The Show is a huge IP for yeah. PlayStation Studios. It makes them a ton of money. And the fact that $2 million on PS5, in addition to the money they're making on microtransactions with it being on Xbox as well. Yeah, I think they said over $4 million. rolling in it. So they're like, rolling in it, yeah. Yeah, it's awesome to see... Maybe, you know, they, they take a look at that Game Pass and say, maybe, <laughs> who knows? Well, maybe, yeah. But yeah, no, it's it, awesome to see that game succeed. Awesome to see that, I think, yeah, engagement's up by a lot, but, like, to see so many people engage with the product is 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 not surprising to me, but really awesome to, awesome to see. I think everybody is excited because it's the new hotness. And, you know, when I think about the games that have come out for it, I am curious to see how much Sackboy sold, how much Dark, uh, sorry, Demon Sold sold, because we yeah. don't know that number. But Kyle, I, I do want to say, I think that acquisition is coming sooner than later because Herman Holst changed his icon to the knight in, in Demon oh. Souls. So maybe that Ooh. Blue Point acquisition comes in, maybe as this episode goes live, but that's the worst nice. hidden secret uh, in the industry right now. So like, yeah. Yeah, it's it's awesome to see that there has been a lot of games come out for PlayStation Five in the first year, um, and so many people are, are hooked on them. Man, it's it's really awesome it's to amazing. see. Yeah. So, uh, not to mention that I <laughs> I'll add this here because it yeah. makes sense. Go for it. Um, the really awesome sale that's on PSN right now. The summer sale. Um, ton of really good games on there yeah. uh i took advantage of this joe and i don't know if you saw my <laughs> really? tweet over the weekend i bought every single radaleka game i had did not own God and you might it. be thinking to yourself what is a radaleka game a radaleka <sighs> game are some of the very easy platinums you can get in under an hour so I maybe have 30-something games that I bought over the weekend for like a dollar each. Got a uh, problem. I'm going to be rolling in Platinums because guess what? A lot of them also are crossed by on Vita. So I'm rolling in those flats, baby. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I, I, uh, I purchased Dark Souls 3 because I'm hankering to go back. Yeah. Um, since it's 60 FPS uh, on PS5. I really want to... Because I... I at the end of that game, towards the end, um, the trophies glitch, and I never got the, the the trophy for beating the game. So I need to beat yeah. the game again. And I love uh, Dark Souls three. It's it's second to Bloodborne, and I think that's obvious. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, no, like uh, I, it's again really encouraging to see all the love for next gen, not just PlayStation, but everybody really doing great. And I think, you know, I saw some people trying to go like, Oh, how many people have, or are, are scalpers? Listen, when it comes to the scalping situation, it's bad. It's awful, but I'm seeing more and more people who want it, get their hands on it. And when it comes to scalpers, it's not like they sit on these things and it's going to like, it's just like interest is going to build. They're yeah. selling them to sell or they're buying them to sell them. So those are going yeah. to homes at a markup for sure. But I'm either way, the, Sony's getting the money from people buying these, yes. these consoles. And at the same exact time, the scalping like price for consoles are going down steadily. So I think production will continue to get better as time goes on or, or, or you know, um, 
you know, p- the people that want them will get them. In uh, mm-hmm. that being said, I do think we're in for the longest generation since the PS3. That's for sure. That is for sure. Yeah. Because I think sure. Xbox and PlayStation, respectively, wanted way bigger numbers than this. Um, so yeah, I think I think That's we're. Fair. We'll be playing with our PS5s for a very, very long time, Kyle. And hopefully in that time, they'll give me a gosh dang way to give myself more storage on this dang console. That said, Kyle. come on. Yeah. (laughs) Let's talk about something that also frustrates me. Yeah. That that also might be the worst kept secret, if you want to believe, put the tinfoil hat on. (sighs) Blue Box founder Hassan Karaman, to appear in an interview, abandoned teaser image revealed. This comes from Andrew Kia over at PS Lifestyle. Blue Box Game Studios founder Hassan Karaman will be part of an interview hosted by Arabic podcast Al Hub. As we get closer to the release of Abandon's real-time experience app, the new name for the PS5 exclusive trailers app, Mm. the studio has also released a new teaser image featuring a blurred-out face with an eye patch and described what the app will offer once it releases on August 10th, 2021. The teaser image features the logo of the much-awaited Abandon real-time experience app, along with a blurred face with an eye patch and some unreadable blurred text. Formerly abandoned real-time trailers, the app will reportedly use the PS5's graphics engine to render the game in real-time rather than through the video streaming services, which would compress the game's graphics. It will also allow players to feel everything through the DualSense controller while watching the trailers. The app is the first of its kind, and while it was originally slated to release last month, Bluebox delayed the release due to localization issues. What? Okay, he went on to like go on this weird tangent. This app does not make sense. This interview, I think, is the make or break, right? Uh, like, if, if he goes on Al Hub and it's like a legit interview, not like what we saw with the Metal Gear Solid uh, Phantom Pain where the guy was all bandaged up. If this doesn't yeah. look like a really bad SNL skit, fine. Hassan, you're a real dude. But at the same exact time, he puts out an image of Abandon, and it's all blurred like Vaseline, and it's it's a face. I don't think it's a high-def-looking face, though, but it's very reminiscent to Kyle Boss from uh, Metal Gear Solid Phantom Pain with the eye patch. Yeah. Yeah. What are what are we doing here? Why? Even as not a fan of Metal Gear Solid, and hearing them talk about like, you know, we are not Kojima, or we are not making a Metal Gear Solid or Silent Hill game, or whatever it is. Stop! Yeah, <laughs> just stop. You know, the similarities are way too similar. I'm typing this like, up. I'm like, sorry if you're hearing the click clacks of the keyboard. I can't. I do. I no longer feel as bad as I did for like people like yelling at them to like stop yeah. leading us on because they keep doing it. And here's the thing: <laughs> it says "abandon" of a face, and then above it is like this blurred out, like where it would say like a Hideo Kojima game. Like it mm-hmm. says something up there akin to that, yeah. but all blurred out as well. And then yeah. on the same day, Norman Reedus, without his fetus, points out on Instagram a picture of the bunny that's in Silent Hill. I'm not a Silent Hill fan, guys. So I don't know what that bu- bunny's reference to. 
but they're like, why are these posts? Why is Sasan tweeting at, in the middle of the night about morning in Japan? Why yeah. did Norman Reedus without a fetus on Instagram <laughs> post a Silent Hill reference in the same day? What's yeah. going on here? Um, and, and, and I'm tired of also, it, Kyle. <laughs> I'm just yeah, tired of I, it. I'm I am stunned. as well. Just show us the damn trailer. I don't show need us. to be sitting there and holding my dual sense and feeling what, what's going on in the trailer. While cool, that's like very gimmicky. I don't need that. Just show me whatever this is. Yeah. And the fact that it's coming out on August 10th, which is a Tuesday, see. I believe. Yeah, maybe. It's Tuesday. That's a Lord's Day. State of play. Perhaps it's like because maybe this is maybe this is secretly maybe this is um Blue Point oh and they're re and and this is them remaking the Metal Gear Solid game and you think this was just a deep fake like this was just like a a cover for like like people to get you know yeah like hyped up about like, it i don't right. i don't know is Hassan really working for blue point yeah. at blue box like i don't know i don't know tinfoil hat is on honestly at this point <laughs> i don't know you could tell me that it's secretly a project made by george w bush featuring all his paintings he's a painter yeah. you know he paints now yeah i do and yeah, uh and it's just like look at this i made a little barn <laughs> <laughs> and that's it and, and i'll believe you i'll believe you you know mm-hmm. It's my dad's barn. <laughs> I miss that son of a gun sometimes. Anyway, nonetheless, like that, I, I'll believe it. I'll believe whatever you tell me. I'm just tired of it. Because as for me, I I get hyped out out of people's other you know, excitement for stuff. So like I'm excited that people are excited. This may be Silent Hill, but now I'm just aggravated. It's like you've been teasing something. This better blow my socks off. This better. I better feel God when when I'm looking at this app on my PlayStation Five. Very strange, but uh, I'm, I am worried I'm though that off. if this does not hit, yeah. this is very reminiscent of what happened to Ready at Dawn with Order eighteen eighty six. Oh boy, where yeah. like the still images look awesome, the hype is is pretty much at an all time high, and we see this trailer and it looks cool, yeah. and then the game comes out and it's not nearly as big and immersive as what and it's we at like twenty four frames like a movie. Yeah, very filmic is the word, I believe. Yeah. Yeah. I wonder if I play that on my PS5, will I throw up? (laughs) Because it, like, overclocks Mm, it to make it 64. Nobody plays it, so nobody knows if it's locked 24. (laughs) Who knows? (laughs) But you know what? Again, give us a sequel to that. You deserve it. They deserve a second chance, but just make it a fun game instead. (laughs) It had a lot of promise, Kyle. It really did. No. I'm I'm a, okay. a huge champion for the order. I think Good. the way that ended with the with uh oh my god, I forgot his name. It's been forever. Um <laughs> but him standing over Frederick like, Douglas the, the third. Well <laughs> It's they're based on Knights of the Round. Yeah. I forgot Galahad. I think it's Galahad. Right, Galahad, Galahad, yes. Um him standing like above like on the rooftop of like Victorian London the 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 thoughts of it being like an open world kind of order game yeah. was super promising, but it's a bummer. I don't You're know why other knights' names. No, are, I don't know why I said Frederick Douglass, who's an American <laughs> abolitionist. <laughs> I gave him a British accent. Oh my god! Oh, I disappoint myself so much. Now I want a Frederick Douglass game where he's hunting werewolves and oh yeah. 
vampires. <laughs> Werewolves, vampires, and like, yeah, racist people. I would love that. Absolutely. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Okay, Kyle. Like Abraham Lincoln uh, Vampire, vampire Hunter, that movie. But, Remember that? Yeah. Oh. It's on my shelf. It's back there. Of course it'd be on your shelf. <laughs> Got so many, so many DVDs. All right, Kyle. Listen. Uh, Hassan, I'm tired of him. Here's what I'm really tired of. Uh, Ex-PlayStation execs talking about Game Pass, but yet here we are. See that transition? I did. Sorry, I was. I was. I realized was, my lights were out up there. I was oh, yeah. trying to fix them. Uh, Tom Ivan over at VGC. That's on me, people. Former PlayStation exec questions the Xbox Game Pass model, and a GamesIndustry.biz interview published on Tuesday, which focuses on his recent appointment to Streamline Media Group's advisory board. Layden expressed skepticism about the sustainability of Xbox Game Pass and its potential to expand the console market. Game Pass launched in June 2017 and has become central to Microsoft's gaming business, attracting over 18 million subscribers as of January 2021. It offers members access to over 100 titles, including all first-party games at launch. Sony has said on multiple occasions that the Game Pass model wouldn't work for PlayStation. Speaking to GI.biz last September, SIE boss Jim Ryan claimed a subscription-type model would be unsustainable for PlayStation Studios because it often sees its first-party game budgets grow to well over $100 million. Layden, who last year called overall AAA development not sustainable and suggested that game length and pricing may have to be adjusted to combat ballooning game budgets, echoed Ryan's sentiment. Quote, it's very hard to launch a $120 million game on a subscription service charging $9.99 a month, he said. You pencil it out, you're going to have to have 500 million subscribers before you start to recoup your investment. That's why right now you need to take a loss-leading position to try to grow that base. But still, if you have only 250 million consoles out there, you're not going to get to half a billion subscribers. So how do you circle that square? Nobody has figured that out yet, end quote. Now, this is interesting, and I don't necessarily agree, but I do understand where he's coming from. I see the logic. How so, Kyle? You you let me know. I just see the logic of from like a number standpoint, where mm-hmm. if you want to try to recoup all of your money, uh, not everyone is going to buy into the service right. and you don't have a whole lot of users so it's going to be always operating at a loss kind of thing so i understand that logic and where it comes from i highly disagree with the stance of like it's going to be too hard let's not figure it out kind of thing because <laughs> right. that's that's really what most of this sounds like to me like it's good it's tough to kind of implement we're just going to not worry about it yeah, when I take a look at these comments, I think he's also still stuck in the console mentality of he's just like, listen, there's just not enough. Oh, sorry, I hit my mic. There's just not enough, you know, consoles out there to justify or to make such a large enough uh, group that it's going to recoup this investment. You need a lot of consoles out there. And when we take a look at Microsoft, what they're doing uh, with Xbox and you know, if any Xbox person out there wants to call me a liar, yell at me in the comments, you're absolutely able to, because I'm not an expert on Xbox, but the way that it's been described to me is that it's not about the box. It's about the ecosystem and Microsoft's in a very, um, 
interesting position because they have Azure servers. They own them. They have the technology. They are, they are a software company at the end of the day. And they, they have the, the manpower, the engineers to make an Xbox on your tablet, on your phone, X cloud or whatever it's called now, you know, going out there and putting game pass on PCs and putting their games on PC. That's also a huge start as well to that. So I think if you're in PlayStation's position, you are thinking about it as a console and publisher standpoint of how do we make money as a publisher with these first party games? Well, and we'll talk about it in the next portion, put these games on PC, build, build that, that knowledge base there. And then, yeah, make some of the best games on the market and people will come to this platform, uh, which is the PlayStation five, you know, PlayStation's in a very different position. Xbox is in and where I take a look at what Xbox is doing. It's like, yeah, we have the series X. It's the best thing out there for you. If you're an Xbox fan, but we also have X cloud. We also have the series S. We also have the Xbox one that we're still, you know, supporting as well. And so like, you take a look at their approach. It's very broad, and that's the mm-hmm. point. If they're making an ecosystem. So they've even had discussions of, like, is it profitable? And they're just like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah we're making money with revenue. And, uh, yeah, We're uh-huh. almost there. I think my, uh, Aaron Greenberg says, like, we're almost there. So it's like even Xbox gets to just throw dump trucks of amounts of money at you know, companies like Bethesda or at their own infrastructure, that takes a lot of money to do. And then yeah. overhead to oversee all that and, and all that jazz. So like they're getting there and they have the ability to make that sacrifice. And I think what Sean Layden's trying to say is like PlayStation isn't, neither is Nintendo. And so Game Pass is just another way to to interact with your games, but they're not the end all be all. And that's what his new co- company is going to, or the company that hired him is there to kind of dis- try to discover how we can distribute games via the internet in different ways. Um, so it's an interesting food for thought. I wanted to point out that I really am tired of the conversation of online of like, is game pass successful? Does game pass make money? Can PlayStation, do what xbox does and if i can yeah just take a podium here and say i don't care <laughs> if game pass makes money it is a great value until it's not yeah. a great value then i'll turn it off and it seems like playstation can't do game pass but that doesn't do value its ecosystem because it has amazing games now mm-hmm. i just want to know what their service equivalent is going to be because it's out there it's happening but I think right now, foreshadow, it's not going to be as expansive as Game Pass. Just give me things with cool indies in them, and I'll, I'll, I'll yeah. try my best. Yeah, Works for me. Kyle, let's talk about this next smaller story. Um, but one that's important to the ecosystem. Yeah. Sammy Barker over at Push Square writes, Sony confirms Nix's purchase will aid future PC ports. Sony has confirmed its acquisition of Nix's is designed to enable further ports of PlayStation titles to PC. Speaking in an interview with Famitsu, PlayStation CEO Jim Ryan said, quote, We are also happy with our efforts to provide our IP to PCs, although it is still in its infancy, and we look forward to working with Nix's to help with that, end quote. 
to help produce more PC ports was always the assumed reason behind Sony's purchase of Nix's, but following Ryan's latest comments, it confirms the company will continue the initiative founded in 1999. The Dutch firm is best known for its work porting Square Enix titles to the personal computer over the past decade or so. Almost always of a very high quality, Nix's has an excellent reputation as a result. Joe, I cannot tell you the last time I've read personal computers. <laughs> <laughs> and I know they did that for SEO purposes, but like, yeah, who, who, only grandmas <laughs> are looking up personal computers online. Personal computer master race. <laughs> <laughs> I'm old and decrepit. Kyle, uh, just more confirmation that PlayStation games yeah. are coming to PC. Awesome. This is good. Take a deep breath. Everything's going to be fine. Yeah. And Joe's not talking to me. He's talking to everybody else. (laughs) Exactly. I'm perfectly fine fine with this. (laughs) I'm perfectly fine with it. Bring them all to the Steam Deck BB Vita 2 for life. (laughs) Don't don't be that kid uh, when Horizon was announced going to PC. Yeah. That, like, broke his TV and his desk because he was in anger. And you just heard heavy breathing to follow. Yeah. (gasps) Yeah. No, this is is good for everybody involved. It's fine. Yeah, this is great. It's fine. Again, you, you want PlayStation to make the best games possible? You heard Sean Layden, and he would never lie to me. 250 is going to be the magic number number for next-gen games. So this is this is what it's going to take, broadening out your games. I really hope that one day I there's a PlayStation app on my TV. You know, I bought this LG C1 sponsored. <laughs> I wish. You know, and uh, it, I'd love to have a PlayStation app on there. You know, put it, yeah. put all these games out there because that's what makes PlayStation amazing. It is not the obtuse long tower that is the PlayStation Five. It's the games that are inside of them. They're magical. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that's all I got to say. I got some flash news for you, Kyle. Let's go. Ready? You ready for some weeb yeah. shit? All right, let's do it. Uh, Gorilla Games and Miyoho. I. That was supposed to be Japanese, but uh, did I do it right? I think you did. I think you nailed that name. Okay, because I it came out very Spanish, but all right. <clears throat> my ancestors are proud. That's why I, I felt my grandpa looking down on me. Like, oh my god, Mio, you did that it. warm fuzzy feeling. Exactly, you got it. Yeah. Like you nailed it. I got you, Abuelo. Uh, have partnered <laughs> up to bring Aloy, the protagonist of Horizon Zero Dawn, to the world of Geshen Impact. The Machine Hunter is a five-star bow user with Cairo p- uh, powers. She's completely free to anyone uh, over the adventure rank of 20. So, uh, real quick She's with cubie, this one. Uh, chibi and cute. I look forward to be talking about uh, Genshin Impact next week. Same! Because... One of my campers is obsessed with Genshin Impact, and I'm like, you know what? Their last week is next week, Uh so like, I promise you, before you leave, I will play Genshin Impact, and we will talk about it. So she's super excited. I'm like, hey, I when when I mentioned it, I was like, oh, one of my favorite characters is coming to like your favorite game. She's like, who's Aloy? And I was like, first of all, (laughs) hold on a second. Let me tell you why Aloy is amazing. So I'm excited. I'm actually excited to check it out and and see. Aloy in this, like you said, this cute chibi version of uh, in this bright and colorful world. Yeah, yeah, it looks cool. Yeah, uh, I'll, I'm gonna try it out too, Kyle. Maybe we'll make a little stream of it because sure. I hear all the people saying how good it is. I played it one day at PAX before the dark time, and uh, I wasn't loving it. But 
mm-hmm. maybe with this beautiful LG C1, and it could be yours today. LG, <laughs> oh, where you at? Where you at? Where you at? Come on. Uh, here's the next story. <laughs> Final Fantasy, and you're going to tell me why this is important, by the way. Final okay. Fantasy 16 producer Na- uh, Nakoi Yoshida recently appeared in uh, Washana TV, I'm trying, I'm so sorry, to give an update about the voice recording for the game. Translated by Gamatsu, Yoshida revealed that the English voiceover recording is gone first, or is done first, and the Japanese language version is due to begin recording soon. The English voiceover is uh, focused in British English, one of the reasons why the English voiceover work will be completed first is because the team needing a full uh, face motion captures for the game's cutscenes and some other aspects of the title. This prevents laborious processes uh, to having to hand animate all of the game. While the English voiceover is in its final stages, the Japanese voice work is not even uh, it has not even begun started, but will be due too soon. It's a little weird of a paragraph. So, in short, which five, means go for this it. game's not coming out this year. <laughs> Absolutely, but there's no way it's hitting this year. So, okay, not coming out this year. Voiceover comes late in a game uh, development, though. Do yeah. you think it's coming out next year? I think next year for sure. Okay. Depending how long it takes somebody to do the facial animations and yeah. how in depth they're going to make it, and and make sure that, like the mouth matches up to every single word mm. and all in every dialogue kind of thing, uh, or every cutscene rather, um, I think it's doable. Okay. I th- I think I'm trying to think of like what's a cool Final Fantasy month, mm. like April, kind of where Seven Remake hit. That wouldn't be bad. That wouldn't be too bad, no. November even. Like, you can make that a yeah. holiday game. Wasn't 15... 15 was, like, November something. Yeah, it was. It got delayed a couple times, but, yeah, yeah. it was November, I believe. Yeah, I so, think that works. Yeah. Uh, and any reason why, like, it being British excite you in any which way? Is that, like, something Final It Fantasy? matches the... Um, the setting of it being in medieval. this like kind of medieval okay. back to battling for crystals and, and, and or the power of the crystals and stuff like that. It, it is super exciting. War of the roses. You know, yeah. Battle for the Franks. I get it. Sure. Um, yep. Those are historical references, you know. The Hunchback of Notre Dame, you know, all the old classics. <laughs> that's right, that's right. Uh, the Holy Roman Empire, you know, all this. <laughs> Kyle, are you holding on to something? Well, we got one more flesh news. Oh, do oh, you're right. I I apologize, Kyle. Here's some bad news. It's only a sentence, so it's, yeah. Kina yeah. Bridge of Spirits by Ember Labs has been delayed by a month. This uh, the game will be arriving on September 21st. Oh boy! Remember when we said with gusto and confidence that Horizon's coming out in November? Uh huh. Oh boy, kind of lose some faith here. <laughs> I <laughs> different, different though. Okay. Because this is Everlab's first game, right? So they're still trying to figure it out and try to work on it and and realize what that making a game takes. I, right. I feel like and and putting those finishing polishes on it. 
Um, totally okay. I'm fine waiting a month. September is packed now. Yeah. Um, I also think this gives more credence, I guess is the right word. Legitimacy, maybe? Mm. Hopefulness? I don't know. That Kana will be a PS Plus game in September now. Oh, okay. I hope. Like, that'd be cool. I think that'd, that'd be, be cool. cool. I'm going to buy it regardless, but, like, that'd be cool. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely, my dude. Uh, yeah, I'm not bummed out. I get it. Holiday season's looking a little packed. But Kena's a shorter game for what we understand. So I think I'll have enough time to squeeze in that game with Deathloop. Um, since Absolutely. as of right now, we'll be playing Diablo. And then I'll maybe wait on Far Cry, but we'll we'll see how that one pans out. So to me, I'm 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 good with this. I'm I'm fine. Yeah. Take your time. I get to play more Hades and oh my god, Alien Fire Team Elite, which they changed their name to that. Uh, I don't know why, but nonetheless, like, yeah, there's a lot of games coming in August, so I'm not I'm not bummed mm-hmm. out in the least. That said, Kyle, I am holding on to my phone because I forgot to put this in the show notes. <clears throat> Prepare the drop. Here are the latest deals and deals heading to the PlayStation storefront. And the deals are the PlayStation Plus games for August have been announced. Hunter's Arena Legends for PlayStation 5. Tennis World Tour 2 on PS4. Plants vs. Zombies, Battle for the Neighborhood. What are your thoughts on these PlayStation Plus games? Honestly, not the best month. We could just say it's bad. Yeah, it's you not great. You got one done. Uh, I mean, will I add at least one of these to my library? Maybe. Nope. Maybe. <laughs> None of them. <laughs> Sorry, Hunter's Arena. Yeah. I, I when they showed that game off, uh, I feel like last month, um, did it speak yeah. to me? Uh, tennis womp. game could be cool, depending like on the career thing and sure. how in depth it is. For at least for me as a sports gamer, and uh, is it like Mario the Tennis? Zombies. If it's Mario I Tennis, doubt, I doubt it. It might be Sim. Your boy's gonna crush it. <laughs> That's where Waluigi was first revealed. For you, Waluigi mm. stands. You make me f- sick. <laughs> <laughs> I had a traumatic experience playing that game when I was younger, by the way. Oh, traumatic really? experience. Yeah, 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 yeah. In yeah, what yeah. way? Oh, it was real bad. I was playing on my N64, and then all of a sudden I hear shrieking out of the bathroom and like a thud. Uh oh. And my dad had vertigo's veins in the 90s, and one of them popped. Uh, it was a very bloody mess. Oh, mm-hmm. no. That's what I equate. That's so tennis, I always get a little squeamish because repressed oh, memories. No. Yeah, it was scary, man. It was scary. Don't That's worry. My insane. dad's fine. He got surgery, cleared yeah. it all up. But what sucks is I never really got to enjoy Mario Tennis. <laughs> we had Screw to return you, it. Dad. Yeah, we had to like return it the next day from you know Blockbuster rip. Uh, so it's a little bit of a bummer. Kyle, before we get into the Sony Pony Express, I want to know. Yeah. And I know we're running a little long, so we'll just stick it to a game. Uh yeah. but what you been playing, my dude? I played a amazing game, and again, like always, I'm always playing it with the show. But yeah. <laughs> I played this game on stream. What's this? Yesterday. Cthulhu saves Christmas. Cthulhu saves Christmas. Okay. A game that I bought physically because it was the first limited run PS5 release. So oh I was like, wow! I have to get, I have to get that number one in the catalog. If you, all their games are numbered. Oh, okay. Um. So this is number one. And um, when I bought it, people were like, "Oh, Kyle, you're gonna love that game." And it took forever to come here. Um, 
just decided to do like a little Christmas in July stream, plays Cthulhu Saves Christmas. Joe, this game is hilarious. Yeah. This game is fourth wall breaking with the, the player. Um, it's a really good RPG in its game mechanics. It is very old school where it is turn-based. Think of it as, uh, well, you haven't, I don't believe, played Final Fantasy X, but it has very much a FF10 turn order where you can see where your characters go in addition to where the enemies go, so you can strategize when to use certain abilities and when to buff other players and heal them and whatnot. Um, the cool thing is like when you use an ability, it's gone until you recharge mm. and then they all come back so there is some really good strategy there uh but the humor is what got me right like just right off the bat cthulhu saving christmas is a crazy wacky plot but yeah. it's like very early on like during every game's tutorial section mm-hmm. uh you walk up and the first boss is jack frost because santa's been kidnapped and cthulhu's like I don't care, whatever. Yeah. But the um, his niece, I think, uh, Crystal, mm-hmm. uh, wants you to help, and by doing she's so, she's a practicing Catholic. Yeah, I, I think so. Sure. And <laughs> she said, if you help get Santa back, he will grant you your power to destroy the world. No questions asked. <laughs> <laughs> so Cthulhu is like, all right, I'm, I'm in. in. Um, and but like, yeah, you walk up to the first boss, and it's Jack Frost, and he's doing his very big like villain monologue. He's monologuing, right? Yeah. And then in the middle, it pops up tutorial four ailments and then jack frost goes oh man i'm the tutorial boss like that is actually in the dialogue and the narrator's like yeah you are dude anyway here's what all these ailments are and uh it just little really cool fun and things there there's another thing where your party companions are also based on like folklore uh, mm. uh, of these other so like i have baba yaga in my party and bell schnickel also in, in in my party um and there was one thing where we first run into Bell Snickle. They're like the the narrator pops up on screen in the dialogue and says, "Our lawyers told us that we can't use this copyrighted name for this dialogue, so everything will be redacted." <laughs> and then they're talking like, "Oh yeah, I I've seen you in this popular TV show. <laughs> like <laughs> all the names of the shows are, awesome. are out and crystals basically based on like Elsa from frozen. She's like, <laughs> I, I'm also, they took my likeness for a popular kids movie. <laughs> like it's very tongue in cheek. Deadpool. That's awesome. Fourth wall breaking. It's a shorter game too. Um, it's super fun. Z Boyd games are the devs. They made cosmic star heroin. If mm. you've heard of that RPG, yes. which apparently is super similar to the battle system in this one. Mm-hmm. And there's another Cthulhu game called Cthulhu saves the world as well. Um, instant fans of them. I awesome. will, I will make sure I, I play all their other games. Cause it's so much fun. Kyle, I want to tell you something. I've been playing two games. Okay. One is gravity rush. Which yep. patrons, y'all are in for, I'm just saying it, a doozy of an episode. I am almost done with that game. Um, I have Th- thoughts. Those are my weekend plans. I got to really dive into that <laughs> one. Oh, my goodness gracious. Uh, do me a favor. Uh, really focus on the story because I have no idea what's going on. <laughs> that okay, said. I got you. <laughs> that said, um, you know, I again, thoughts. 
because awesome Dave in the chat, he's, you know, very upset and maybe rightfully so. I want to shout out a game that wasn't on PlayStation. Dare I say it is, it is my goodness. It's blasphemer. I have to talk about death's door. You talked a little bit about it last week. Uh, I love this game. And if this game came out two weeks ago, this would be on what's been what's our game of the year right now. I don't Absolutely. know. Absolutely. Between this game, Ratchet and Clank, and Returnal, I don't know which one because you know, here's the thing. Death Store is a Zelda game through and through. There's some nods to like Dark Souls or Demon Souls in there, especially some very great references, winks and nods, but this game through and through is like an old classic Legend of Zelda so I, with some deeper mechanics. Go for it, Kyle. Sorry. Yeah, I forgot who said it. Uh, uh, either Mike, for my our, our a buddy who's one of my six one indie uh, co founders. Yeah. He he might have mentioned it, but somebody tweeted at like this idea of Death Door is what maybe it was Sean Capri actually. Yeah. Uh, which happy birthday I believe is it Sean's is birthday. happy birthday so, Sean. Happy birthday Sean. We love you. Um. Death Door is what happens when kids who grew up playing Zelda does what Nintendo won't with its franchise and innovates and, and oh, stuff like that. Brilliant. I'm like, that is, if it was Sean, brilliant. If brilliant. it was somebody else, just like, you hit the nail on the head. That's yeah. kind of why I don't like the Zelda games that have been coming out because they are pretty much like almost the same formula yeah. as a little bit. But Death Door is just like, it takes it to the next level and it innovates it in every way. Absolutely. Like, all the bosses are fun and challenging enough. Like, none of that... Like, this game isn't particularly hard. So, like, if you die in the game, you don't lose all your souls. You still keep them. It's just a... It's a grind to get each new ability. So, like, you can up your strength, up up your dexterity. It makes you swing faster. You roll faster. All that type of stuff. Those come throughout the game. And, again, it's not challenging to say. It's just challenging enough. And all the puzzles are really unique and fresh and they use different mechanics very well. And they don't make me feel dumb. Mm-hmm. The movement's just fast and fluid. I love the character design as well. Like you're a oh, little so crow, good. you're reaping souls. You're like the grim reapers henchman for the most part. So one of my favorites is one of the bosses we saw in the trailer is a giant castle. Like yes. Giant castle house thing. And what I didn't notice the first round, but while we were talking about it on another show I was on, uh, you can see its little feet kind <laughs> <Can you laughs> of running under. It's got little tiny feet that no it runs way. underneath. I'm like, oh, that's so good. That's yeah. so good. It, dude, the combat is just so good. And the boss fights are, again, it's challenging, but fair. And I have mm-hmm. to give a shout out to one boss who may be my favorite boss. And this is how you'll get the tone of this game immediately. King of the Swamp, Guardian of the Flooded Fortress, Lord of his domain, ruler of the of all he surveys, champion of the people, keeper of the five oaths, his <laughs> first of his name, second of his other name, he who is without a middle initial or mercy, destroyer of all those who question his oh, rightful yes. rule or look at him, ask 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 Extants, whatever. Uh, eater of the vanquished, devourer of the indulgent, guzzler of the non-committal. And then he goes, 
even even smaller stance uh, or smaller titles a uh, b- bestower of wrathful automortem the font and then uh, sorry i'll cut all the way to the end um oh here's a guy the smartest creature in all the land really clever like einstein but more handsome and okay i hit the word count <laughs> like like there's just so many yeah, words in there it's you have yeah. that, and Ooh. then you have like a character you run into that's also just called Pothead because he has a pot. Because he head. has a pot for a head, and that's yeah. an ode to like. It's just like these characters are so, so brilliant, good. so brilliant, yeah. and their backstories. It's it's funny like that. Like the names are ridiculous, and some of the lines like I get called a little shit. He's <laughs> <Yeah>. great, <laughs> but then like the lore is actually really deep and sorrowful. Like it gets all the moments. So right. And I'm here to tell you this because we know it's coming to PlayStation. The The day it does, it's not only a day one buy, it's a platinum. Oh, yeah, it's a platinum. I am platting that Absolutely. game. Absolutely. Loved mm-hmm. it. Loved it. World design we're, gorgeous. We're, we're saying that with gusto. Gusto. We, confidence. confidence. Yeah. It's coming to PlayStation someday. It's uh, my fantastic. only ding. My only ding. Yeah. I get lost in the world. Yep. Yes. <laughs> I get lost in the world yeah. a little too much. I'm running around. I can't because some of the environments look a little samey after a while. Yeah. And I do get lost a little bit. So I wish there was some sort of map or a way to like a little arrow pointing kind of e- even if it was like a ghost of Tsushima thing where you follow the wind. Yeah. To like whatever, wherever you have to go next, like just something to get me on the right track. And I'm not yeah. spending 30 minutes trying to find the right door to go yeah. into. Because sometimes it's a little bit too obtuse. And I'm like, oh, I, well, I messed, like, I, I was searching for 30 minutes. Now I'm on YouTube. And I'm like, okay. Oh, yeah. This ain't cool. Yeah. That is my only gripe. But it is a big one. But other than that, like, everything is so good. perfect go play this mm-hmm. game if you're if you got a pc and xbox or just wait wait because it's coming man <laughs> it has to that said kyle that's what you've been playing i want to talk about nay i need to announce our next segment and that is the sony pony express yeah yeah this track here on the sony pony express here listen here there's a good three ways to get your questions answered on the show and yes i'm sticking with this voice by god you got one by god by god i do declare now i'm going to leave it deeper you can send your questions into PS Trophy Room on Twitter. You can join our lovely Discord server. Ask us questions there each and every Wednesday. Or you can do the good old-fashioned way. <laughs> you can you could tweet at us at PS Trophy Room at Gmail. By God, so many ways to I enter. I do Israel. so declare. I do declare. <laughs> our first question comes from Jedi Master Ren. The Dead Space remake has me hyped. I'm actually going to take time until release to do a proper playthrough of the original one. I noticed I had the same feel of uh, Horizon Zero Dawn when we first saw Forbidden West and Psychonauts as of late. What are games that have made you want to jump back into an earlier installment to revel in their glory before another iteration? Great question. This happens all the time. All the time. All the time to me, Ren. Um, The biggest one um, was without even seeing any characters, 
gameplay Nothing. environments, just a logo. When I saw Ragnarok is coming, I'm like, ooh, I gotta get back into God of War. Yeah. I need, I need, I need to play that game again because I played it, I platinumed it, and then I haven't touched it since. Have not seen the PS5 update at all. I need to play that game again very soon. I need sweet release, and I think you're right. Mm-hmm. Uh, honestly, and I know this is such a cop out answer. But every time I see a PlayStation, like, like yeah, Ragnarok's coming, Miles Morales, Demon mm-hmm. Souls, um, I want to go back. Last of Us Forbidden Part 2, West. I want to go back. It's Forbidden yeah. West, I want to go back. Even, hell, Ghost of Tsushima, which don't, don't, listen, don't tell my brother this. I love him very much. He will not pay $70 for a game. He says they will wait till it's $20. Oh, wow. He is a good brother of mine. I know he will love this game. I am mm-hmm. a cool brother. I have gifted him this game. He does not know yet. Yes. Bam. Best brother in the world. Hell yeah. Right here. Uh, but like mm-hmm. seeing that, I'm like, I cannot wait. I'm going to start this all over again. Like, yep. And, and like with, with talking about dead space, like that reveal uh, again on YouTube, but we'll talk about it here was so perfect. It was so perfect, Kyle. Like as a huge, as a huge Dead Space fan, like immediately when I saw that gate open up, I'm like, "We're in it, we're in it." You see that door? It's mm-hmm. obvious. When you see the necromorph just come up from the body and just it's, it's blood curdling scream was yeah, just oh my god, unlike anything else, Kyle, and like cut off the limbs just on the wall, like. Just, just seeing Isaac's health bar fill up like on his back, kind of thing. We don't deserve. We just don't deserve it. Like (laughs) it looks so good. It looks so excellent. Let me let me add to that statement. Yes, EA doesn't deserve it. Yes, (laughs) (laughs) you're right. What they did to Visceral, they don't deserve this. But here's the thing: EA gets a lot of shit, and I get it. I get it for sure. But like, I put this out on our Twitter. We got Bioware with uh, Dragon yep. Age, Mass Effect. Mass we get Effect, Skate. Yeah. We're getting Dead Space. Whatever Ripple Effect does next, like mm-hmm. this looks good. This looks yeah, genuinely like the future is bright for you. And as a huge Dead Space fan, the only thing like I would look at that, I'm like, I want to go back so bad. I want to go back so bad what just to see the what first they improve games- with this. One of the first games I downloaded on my Series X when I put Game Pass on it was Dead Space, the original, because I never perfect finished it. So this is uh, like going along with with Ren's question. That's something I want to go back and revisit and, yeah. and and get it going. Kind of like what we did with Resident Evil, leading up to Village. Oh, like you no, know. oh you playing know it, some Kyle. of the other things. Yeah. Don't even get me started. We'll play every single one of them, but you know Dead Space Three, it doesn't exist to me. And like yeah. it, dude. I God, there's just nothing I can say other than like I love this game. So are you gonna play much. that Wii game, the Dead Space Wii game? Fuck it, let's do it. <laughs> <laughs> the on rails shooter, I believe it is. Yeah, dude, let's do it, man. <laughs> yeah, no, um, God, so good again. Uh, also, uh, oh, here's the one thing, Psychonauts. I'm looking at it, Psychonauts too. I'm hearing really good things about, and I think I might buy it on PlayStation to kind of be like the swan song. As it as yep. you know, um, they're going to be exclusive to Xbox after this, so I'm thinking about it. Uh, that said, yep. awesome Dave rides in. 
with the super banger Dead Space remake reveal we got. We got him, Dave. We got him. <laughs> Do you think companies are going to start listening to fans about what is wanted? Does this mean we'll get resistance back? Will we get a Final Fantasy Pixel remasters on consoles? Square hinted at it. If you asked me based on an interview, they were they they said that if there's demand, or sorry, that demand would play a role in it. Yes. Real talk. 100%. This, mm-hmm. this is here. Like, this is I here mean, for a just, reason. Yeah. Just thinking of, again, going to EA, what they said years ago, where they're not into remastering games. It's not something that's in their portfolio. It's not something that they're doing. And then we got the Mass Effect Legendary Edition. And which was the dream one and getting all three remastered to play on current consoles. I think they're learning, uh, especially EA of like, there are new audiences for this game and, and hearing people that have never experienced Mass Effect before finally getting a chance to play those games is excellent. Um, So I'm hoping that demand pushes some of these uh, uh, developers to and, and publishers to be like, all right, let's bring them back. So, like, yeah, Dave, I'm with you. And again, this is my part to say it with gusto and confidence. Resistance is happening. We are getting a newer resistance from Insomniac. Don't know when. Might be after Spider Man Two, but we will be able to fight Chimera on our PlayStation Fives. I'm saying it with confidence. It's happening. It's I happening. no more hopeful, no more wanting. Uh-uh. I'm playing that game. <laughs> That's right. And like, and talk about like games we'd want remake, like a Dead Space inspired remake too. Like from the ground up, let's go. Which even the IGN interview with these guys, uh, one of them they hired from Ubisoft. Uh, the guy literally went like. All they said was it's dead space, and I said yes. <laughs> like yeah, that's right? the mm-hmm. that's the type of love I want with with these remakes. Yeah. And that may be all marketing bullshit, but I'll buy into it just because it's dead space and I love it. Absolutely. But yeah. um, the one thing that I, I I would love to see a dead space styled like remake ground up. Give me Kotor. Young Joe did not respect Knights of the uh, Old Republic. Let's do it. Like give me. Give me that game in all of its glory, what it can be, and I know I'll be hooked into that game. Um, sure. That's what I would want. And you know what, too, Kyle? And, I, and, I'll, and I'll let you think about a remake as well. Oh, I've got him. Oh, you got him? Let me go. Fire yeah. him off. I mean, just like any of the multiple of PS1 RPG classics to bring back. Like Legend of Dragoon, it's a shame that we never got a sequel mm. and that that game has never been widely available on a on a future PlayStation system. I believe you could have played it on PS3, but that game's awesome. That is a Sony Japan RPG made game. Yeah. Um so that would be great. Star Ocean the second story would be amazing. I would love a siphon filter remake from the ground up. That'd be so damn good. Ubisoft's a bunch of cowards. They'll never do it. Give us give us siphon filter in the same vein of a goddamn yes. splinter cell. Gabe Logan, bring him back. Let's do it, dude. Yeah. Fuck. Yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> I forgot what the <laughs> other question was going to be. That was so good. <laughs> what what remakes? You, you had your, what remake would you want? I oh. think that's where you're going to go. Yeah. You got me. Hide Indoors asks, I've been playing Man Eater 
and had heard some good stuff about it. And I was excited yeah. when it was showed up on PlayStation Plus last night. I played very much past my bedtime. I'm thinking about it today if I'll be able to put more time in tomorrow night. However, not really a fan of the game. I guess I'm having a good enough time, but I'm also not getting a lot of joy out of it. Has there been a game that I had similar love slash hate relationship with? Difficult for me. Because if I'm not enjoying a game, Kyle, I'm just out. Like if there's like sure. a, a part of it where I'm just, I'm not 100% into, I'm just out of there. Um, yeah. To get Canadian with it. And I totally understand where you're coming from, Catherine, with Man Eater, because I get it. It is very. Turn your brain off. It shows its age. Yeah. Where like it is very much an old school kind of game design kind of thing. And it feels that way. It feels like you're playing a PS2 game. Yeah. But it's, it, it looks like a, a, a regular standard today kind of game. Um, so I feel you on that one. It is. I think there is some humor there that's worth it. Like the hidden locations underwater and stuff are really funny to find. Mm-hmm. Um, I honestly, the first first one that comes to mind, I'm not going to overthink this, is like Resident Evil Village might be that for me. Oh, good. Like I didn't outright love it. Right. And some of it I did not like at all, but mm. I was just kind of playing just to play and finish it so we can gotcha. have that kind of conversation. But I wasn't in love with that. Still need to get back to it. Yes, yeah, that's yeah. the thing. I mean, that should tell you all you want. That, that was one of your most hyped up games this it's year true. and you haven't finished it. Yeah. Um, but tall lady, give me a call. Give me a ring. TPR writes in some Sony pony food for thought. Kyle, Joe. What are you looking for in a new and ongoing Sony IP and could be criteria based on genre, gameplay, story, music, whatever? I personally want to see a new first party FPS venture. I know deviation games exist, but we don't know what the situation will yield yet. Great question, TPR. (laughs) And I'm right there with you. I want to get crazy with you guys. I've been thinking about this ever since Haven announced that their next game is a multiplayer shindig first i'm gonna say this. oh haven that yep. haven studios is jade the jade, jade raymond Raven. game is gonna be yep. multiplayer yeah oh i missed that okay um well that's why this is the trophy room a playstation podcast made by the place yeah. for the players we learn now uh but that's just like super hearsay so sure. i don't want to mm-hmm. say that's in stone whatsoever things could change to literally months incubated so we have an understanding that it's a multiplayer experience. I'm thinking what I would want, and this would come to a really, if it's a slow news week again, I want to talk to you about what I want each individual studio to be working on. Cause Ooh, I want okay. from them a destiny style FPS looter shooter. Yeah. Give me give me something like that, man. I could get into that. I could get into it. Uh, you make it PvE. Don't make it PvP. Make it so it's all about cooperative play with your friends, getting bigger and better loot as you go on. If you're going to get into the, you know, games as service gig, which it seems like PlayStation wants to do with some of their games, I think a new IP in that vein that's actually something I've been I, I kind of want to see for a few months now. So that that's mine. 
Uh, what would be yours, Kyle? That, that would also be great because, yeah, Sony's first-party studios does not have any sort of first-person shooter. And it's, like, honestly kind of annoying <laughs> that we haven't really gotten one since Killzone. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Shadowfall yeah. on PS4 release. Uh, and, and so having, like, Firewalk Studios make a competitive right. multiplayer game, yeah. if Haven does something like that, and if Deviation does another kind of first person, if Insomniac brings back Resistance down the line, like, there, there's some great greatness coming. It, it's coming. But uh, what I want out of Sony IP is I want a good story. I want good characters. Yeah. I have zero problem. What I think a lot of the larger internet has a problem with of it being third person over the shoulder yeah. kind of action open world. I do not care as long as the story and the characters are worth it. Uh, but for me, I would love a first party RPG. I'm yes. not talking open world or anything, just like a, like a dedicated RPG system with, with battling and not, I mean, not fetch quests and, and and grabbing, you know, your open world. You see the enemies kind of running yeah. like I want an old school RPG, even though that's not going to happen. But. Uh, honestly, though, Kyle, like I, the thing that does excite me with Xbox buying Bethesda is PlayStation has to get weird because now they're they have to find open. that spot. Yeah. yeah. Like now they're like, oh, shit, we do not have a lot of open world RPGs. What are we going to do? And got to lean on Ubisoft for those pretty yeah. much. And so, like, having, like, yeah, like, I don't know, maybe Deviations, an RPG game. Maybe Jade Raymond's the first-person shooter. Like, getting your catalog's portfolio in, in the right place so that, yeah, we can... Listen, I don't care what the haters <laughs> are going to say. It's just third-person over the shoulder. But I really love games like Returnal because it is such a game-ass game to its core unapologetically yeah. difficult it is what it is it's it's awesome and it's so different and such a break from what we think of playstation games so i want more of that i don't want them to get too weird like with uh destruction all-stars get yeah get a little grounded get again get some great talent out there i think you, you got some with at least jade raymond's studio as we see more uh um you know, folks from really talented studios jump aboard that train. Um, let's let's get let's let's get something going here. I think I think we could do it. Yeah, for sure. Metal Kirby writes with the Olympics giving people a taste of video game music. What song or songs would you like uh, like to have heard too? Wait, sorry. Whatever, I'll go with it. I've been thinking about Metal Gear a lot lately, thanks to Blue Box Studios, Hassan, you son of a gun, <laughs> and would love to uh, hear Duel from the original Metal Gear game, or better yet, the best is yet to come. I have not watched the Olympics, but I'm, I watched some highlights here and there. I, there's video game music like Final Fantasy II and some. I'm, so the opening. Uh, I know opening Nintendo was supposed all... to be there, but they pulled out last minute. Oh really? Yeah. Okay. They said we're uh, the ten. Don't gonna do that. I don't know. <laughs> Did you? <laughs> the opening night ceremony, like when they announce all the countries and they walk in with their flags and whatnot. They had video game music playing when they walked out, kind of for from various different uh, franchises and whatnot. Final Fantasy being a, a big one there. Yeah. Uh, did not watch it, but I've heard that, and I think that's super cool because it is in Tokyo. Um, so that is awesome. Give me I the think- Elite Four music. Let's fucking go. Me walking down the hall of that. That'd be cool. Yeah. I mean, the FF7 battle music will always be my go-to. Um, 
I would have loved just to see how it would fit. Just a, a a team come out to or a country come out to like the Last of Us very somber music <laughs> <laughs> or the Uncharted. Yes, yes. Uh, America would just be Guile's theme. (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely. Oh my goodness gracious. What would the UK's theme be? Or just America comes out and the platinum sound just pops. (laughs) (laughs) What song would... um, Oh my god, that should be in the ceremony. If they don't, on the medal ceremonies, not have the trophy sound pop (laughs) for each medal being put around their necks, they're messing up. I'm saying that right now. Uh... What music would you know? What like I I say this all the time. Ghost of Tsushima Ooh, music, the, the Smash music, <sighs> Smash music. It's just so like it's everything now. Like the character, like the character select scene. Oh, okay, all right. Yeah, like, yeah. Like, like it's like the pregame. Like they're showing all their like mm-hmm, competitors. Mm-hmm. That's great. Ooh, Mortal Kombat. Yes, Mortal Kombat. <laughs> As like they're doing Taekwondo or something. Yeah. <laughs> yep. And I want, I want, here's the thing. I want the Mortal Kombat at the Olympics. I think we solve all the world's problems. <laughs> if, like, oh my God. Putin and Biden choose two of, like, the best of, of, of each country and they just go head to head. Oh, man. You know? And then they're that like, brings right. a whole new level of, like, on the edge of your seat watching. Yeah. The like, Russian oh, Federation on, has chosen. Boris, the destroyer. <laughs> yeah. And then it's just like Rocky Four. Exactly. If he does, he dies. And then we bring out Sylvester Stallone. <laughs> Bam. Done. Oh, I love it. I love like it. Steven Seagal's the Russian coach. <laughs> Absolutely is. I like, I like how we made such a great question. We just soiled it. <laughs> But you know what? I I do want to end this uh, question off with the song that I think of Bloodborne and I want, I'm looking at the camera and I'm serious. The song I play every time I do play Bloodborne is Burden by Slipknot. You will thank me later. You will get the Bloodborne vibes. Kyle, I suggest right after the show, you listen to it. It's, it's Bloodborne. Oh, it's the Bloodborne I, of songs. I I know I know Slipknot, but but gotta... Burden. It's the Gray Chapter. Also, rest okay. in peace to their their drummer. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, Cloudside writes: Dead Space was one of my favorite survival horror games of its era, and since this gen, PS5, etc., do you think they will be able to create a game with much more atmosphere and scare factor with 3D sound ray tracing? I think we will be in for a treat. Side note. The plasma cutter was such an awesome weapon. It's one of my favorite weapons in games is the plasma cutter. Because the thing about the plasma cutter is it's not a gun. It's like, it's just like, I think in the first one, it's like an engineer tool. And the second plasma cutter yeah. in, in dead space two is straight up a medical procedure. Like it, it yeah. Like awesome. So good. It's so cool. Yeah. But yeah, no, I definitely think so. It's knowing that this dead space is next gen only. Oh, Kyle. Yeah. <laughs> Jimmy, just tell me what I'm the dual sense is going to do in my hands. And will it feel like the necromorph is inside of my controller with like his little pointy little appendages? This and yeah, and, and, and with like with echoes of things. And if you're a Dead Space fan, you know, because apparently I spoil things. 
Um, <laughs> you'll get it. Also, to note, the thing that I was going to mention, thank God Cloud came in for the save here. Necromorphs are the top three, my favorite sci-fi like creature. Like when I think of horror and I think sci-fi, I think of uh, the Xenomorph from Alien 1. And mm-hmm. then right afterwards, it's the Necromorph. Yeah. Just so fucking iconic. Okay. Yeah. The 85 Marauder. Joe, Kyle, when I played Psychonauts on my PlayStation 2 in 2005, it quickly became a favorite of mine and opened my mind up to trying other platformers that weren't Mario games, including Jack and Daxter, Ratchet and Clank, and Cy Cooper. Though Ratchet and Clank is the only one I enjoyed and continue playing to this day. That's because you got great taste. So my question is twofold. First, have you ever played a game that encouraged you to look for other quality games of the same genre? Spoiler alert, mine's is Bloodborne. And second, (laughs) are you guys at all interested in Psychonauts 2? I'm really grateful for Microsoft putting a a version on PlayStation so I could still experience a game. It's been 16 years and I'm excited to get back into the world. Keep up the great work, guys. Well, thank you. And keep up the great questions, Marauder. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. I always say this Bloodborne. It's the reason why I try so many games that may not be, I may not be into. Um, And I think Death Store is also a game where I'm just like, yeah, I'm going to try more indies because this is something special. So what's it you? Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think. Like when I was younger, when I first played Final Fantasy VII, that's kind of opened up my door to RPGs mm-hmm. and wanting to play a bunch more of those. Um, but the the turning point of the type of of video game player I am today, yeah. I attribute solely. I think I mentioned this on the show before, um, solely to The Walking Dead season one yeah. of having a story that I was so in with the characters and what's happening with them that I sought out those same kind of stories and games. And I went from playing like blockbuster kind of action Mm -hmm. set pieces, like an uncharted thing to, which I still enjoy. I still enjoy those games, but to like, give me good stories, good characters, make me feel things while I play games, I think is, and I attribute that to the walking dead season one. And that's kind of, where I where I go from there. Yeah. Um so I'm super excited about Psychonauts too. I never finished the first one. Okay. But uh I'm all I'm always down for a good platformer. Okay. I love platformers, so I'm excited. Yeah. Uh Psychonauts is one that I'm interested in. Again, like I said earlier, I think I'm gonna purchase two just to say goodbye. But at the same exact time I am also interested in buying Psychonauts one because I never played it and that's a game that I was always actually interested in as a kid. Because yeah. I heard so many things on G4 that it was so good. So, uh, Adam Sussler, shout out. We're going to get Adam on the show. Confidence, gravitas, it's happening. Um, but, uh, Adam, open Psychonauts is on uh, PSN, by the way, everybody. Yeah. The first one. PSU Classic. You I like to poke it, your brain. I like how you speak about games. Yeah, Adam. Yeah. There you go. And it's all thanks to Marauder85. Uh, Thank you, sir. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But so I, could, I, I think I might purchase Psychonauts one. I don't know. I might double dip. Who knows? Actually, I do know. We'll see when the time comes. <laughs> we'll see. <laughs> that said, Kyle, that's it. That's all the questions for this week's show. This is this is something else. I th- I'm really proud of what we what we've done here today. I think this was an excellent show, 
And uh, I hope y'all like it as well. So much that you even gave us a five-star review over on yeah. uh, Apple Apple Podcasts. I always say, I always say for like uh, iTunes because it's still like embedded in my brain. Um, and yeah, thank you everybody for tuning in, checking us out. It really does help. And when we talk about hard conversations like these, y'all make it possible and encourage it as well. That's how I know we have the best community on the internet. Uh, with that said, Kyle, is there anything you'd like to say before we head on out of here? Uh, no, just be good to each other. Love each other. Support each other. Um, stay strong. Stay cool in the heat of the summer. And follow me on Twitter at Mr. Kstep. And follow all the indie news stuff that I do over at 61indie.com. S-I-X-I-N-D-I-E dot com. Or, oh my god, I missed the one. S-I-X-O-N-E-I-N-D-I-E. Maybe I didn't. I don't know. I'm tired. <laughs> uh, it's twitch.tv slash 61indie as well. I stream every Tuesday. Uh, some rad indies or some horror games like Resident Evil and stuff like that. And I love you very much. Yeah. And you could check out this show over at PS Trophy Room on Twitter. You could check out the show's video version at the Trophy Room, a PlayStation show. You could find us on Apple Podcasts, on Spotify. I was going to say Twitch. We're not on Twitch. Uh, wherever you find a podcast service of your liking, you can find us there. Thank you all so much. Uh, we love you. Follow us on the Patreon. You know all that stuff. With all that said, with all that out of the way, everybody, keep your wits about you. Keep hunting. And keep playing PlayStation.